I, it would be remissive uh, not to make a comment regarding the, the presentation that uh, we had at the, uh, what do you call it over there? The annex. Okay, it looks like it's, looks like it's pretty much on its own rather than a neck annexed to something. But I've worked with, um, with young people for years in the same area, but not with that age group. And I was overwhelmed with the continuity uh, and how clear, and, and the growing. I mean, looking at those little ones, I mean, you watch them every day, you see them, and then you see them under the discipline, and, and Karen said something last night that I thought was really uh, unusual, because when you have three or four directed directors, you really have to have continuity and togetherness. But it was that, was it not? And uh, we really enjoyed, you know, I didn't know where to, where to go. I said to a few of them, where to, you know. But uh, it, it was very well done. And I, I have to say, the effort, I mean, there's a lot of hours in that. I just happened to know. Uh, because, but anyway, uh, we're thankful. One of the things I just have to say before we go to praise is the thing that got me the most was the em emphasis that's underlined in the kingdom of love. Because your place and my place before God, we're either in the kingdom of love or we're in the pride of life. And the ugliest thing about me, and maybe some of you, is pride. It's the last to go. That's where Satan sits. And that's where we sit. That's why, you know, people say, well, we're a family. We really are a family. And others say, no, we're not a family. And that's why there's argument. And, you know, you can't really, when, when people will not give a minute to hear uh, the wonder of God. But I have a book upstairs. It's called The Kingdom of Love and the Pride of Life. And it was written by the, considered at the time the most brilliant um, theologian at, uh, at um, the school there in Pasadena, the, the seminary, Fuller, Fuller Seminary. And a friend of mine did the investment for Fuller. But I had an opportunity, which I didn't take, to go and, and pray with Dr. Edward Carnell. And all, the, all my friends did and said, come on, Bill, come on. And I always, it was, it was about 45 minutes to Pasadena. But his emphasis was, you're either in the kingdom of love or the pride of your life. And if you're not growing today, if you've stopped, it's because of what we've all had to fight, the, the pathetic parasite of the human soul that breathes God's air, that enjoys the wonder of what he's made, but is afraid to yield and actually take the position that they know more than the one who has made us 
to move in the kingdom of love. That's pathetic. And all of us have stopped. All of us have couched it. All of us have gone left and right. But the daily offering, what you're doing coming uh, to praise God, you know, it's not worship. Your whole life is worship. To praise Him, to thank Him, is, is what we do. And God help us to know. And, and I looked last night, and because I've had a tremendous uh, concerns about the direction of the world and the little children that are, you know, swollen in the belly, some of them still, and those that are walking around and waving and learning and what's ahead for them. And we'll talk about that perhaps a little today. But God help us to be thankful for the work of our teaching staff that uh, just continue to bring to light what God has for us. Lord, be with us today. You always are. We can't <laughs> shake you off. You purchased us and you have said, you are mine. Thank you for that. And be with us in all our goings and comings this day, but particularly as we give thanks to you for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go.
we know, and I was sitting, I, when you were saying, uh, uh, this world is out of my home, I'm seeking for a better country. Uh, in a sense, there's some silliness in that because you've already been birthed into a new spiritual dimension that never ends. So it's not some, uh, it, that might be true for children, it, and, and it's a good song, I love the song. But sometimes the songs really don't, you know, catch the, the real aspect, because everything that you look upon now will be Christ. Everything, and, and one of the most difficult concepts to understand, and people push it away, and it's been part of the cause, not entirely, because no one is going to be lost because they don't understand the theology of it. But the lamb slain is more than a single Jesus. I'll just say that. But there is a, a uh, and that doesn't take anything away from the Son of God, who was born of woman and didn't spend time beforehand only in the concept of God, only in the understanding. And the hardest thing for you and me <laughs> to really understand uh, is Christ, the lamb slain. The, all words pale to try to get it across, and so it frequently it comes down to men's analysis and what has crept in in the church and kept the church to some degree in infancy. But today I want to talk about, uh, um, I, I was, I've gulped many times because I know I want my way. And I know that love does not insist in its own way. Uh, thanks. Uh, do, you, uh, do you get that? And are there husbands and wives in here who are beginning to understand that uh, if you love frequently, even if you're right, uh, you need to not insist in your own way. And let me say this. There's only one who is going to have an absolute aspect of his own way, and that is God, Father. Father God will have his own way. Although he's not coercive, he doesn't force the issue with you, the, the greatest thing we have is the liberty right now to choose. And that seems dangerous, you know? Because uh, I've seen some of my choices. I've in the rear view, I've seen my stupidity and, and this pathetic soul of mine that really wants its own way. And it's foolishness, it's uh, wholesale insanity. I have no right, neither do you, to talk about the left wing or the things that are crazy when we have not absolutely given ourselves all heart to God and that we are slaves of the living God. He doesn't insist on it right away. He lets you go ahead and play in your, 
in your place, and it's frightening, but he does that. And I, I just want to look at a couple of things, and uh, I hope you're uncomfortable today, really. If you come here in comfort and just go, you know, it wasn't that wonderful that you're in trouble, and so am I. Because people say, well, hey, well, that was a hard word. And I said, yeah, I'm really trying to get a hold of it. Even if we're inching in, we may not have a grip. Okay? And I'll, I'll show you some aspect of that. But let's turn to 2 Corinthians 13. Because the greatest power on earth is the love of God. Okay? The greatest power. There's no greater power than God's love. And I've seen that power work uh, in all kinds of circumstances. I walked in myself and said, I'm just going to absolutely love and shut my mouth. Which isn't, you know, I, I wish I could say that I have many, many experiences there. No. My experience is I, I want my way. And so is you. So, so is yours. And so that's why we have to learn Christ. We have to learn that we have been born by the spirit that is everlasting and we can live in a dimension. You do not have to live here, but you have to go to work. You have to employ yourself with stuff. Uh, and so it, it, it really takes a relationship with God for this to be uh, what it should be. Would you say that's true? We can overbalance it and and we don't know how, you know. I've seen individuals, I had to tell my friend, uh, uh, you know, you can't uh, stay in your room all day and pray. He's a good guy. And he finally got out and did some things. But well-known minister, uh, no need to mention him. I want to get a hold of him and tell him I love him. He was really a good friend to me. We walked together. But he tried to escape the world, and so he spent hours, hours, and, uh, you know, we do have to get up. We have to go to work. There's, you know, zip up. <laughs> In the north, there are things we do. But you and I have to understand this is not a permanent dwelling that we're in. God seems to be working it over very, very strongly and how does he do that? He just leaves us and the natural man to himself. Okay? When you are just with yourself, you are dangerous. Okay? All right. Now, uh, turn to second Corinthians, because I want to, and I, I hope that the high school people and, the, and uh, that are in high school and the high school teachers and the mothers and the fathers will underline these things because there is a way to live that we have not fully discovered here yet. There are many levels, many places of growth, okay? And, and I, I have to say it was so beautiful last night to see, you know, people that I consider, uh, you know, potentially major problems uh, that were absolutely harnessed and worked over and 
obedient. It was a beautiful, beautiful night for me. Uh, my wife is pretty good. Uh, she, because you know, somebody who was it? Was it was it you, Karen, that said keep your expectations low? I said that to you. Yeah, you did. And, and I just, I just have to tell you. Well, you've been around. Well. Like when anyone says, oh, you're going to love it. It's so wonderful. It's there. Now, and Betty was like that. And so I trust her because she lived with me for over 67 years. You know? And so she's sharpened some of that uh, red pencil that I seem to live with. You know? But if you don't have the capacity to be critical, you're dead. You know, everything isn't wonderful, okay? Can you say that's true? But it was for, you know, I thought, my goodness, Agnes is right. I don't have to say anything. I don't have to have any negative feelings. Those are good days, wouldn't you say? All right. But, <laughs> and, and I was just looking at it from the standpoint of growth. Because I, I preached something that I haven't seen to the degree that I've preached. I've said to parents, I've said to somebody, you know, and uh, I, I don't see, uh, well, I, I've said it to Salvaggio. You're going to see her in the hereafter if she goes. But you don't even know if she's going to go first. We don't know. We're, we're in a big time mystery. But I'm going to tell you, how you can live, if you will. Now, I would, I would say, I, I just want the people who really will do this. And the rest of you, go do something, have a Saturday, keep on playing and pretending that God's not really serious about what he says. Because all of us have been there. We've been very shallow. I have played too long myself at the shallow end of the pool into the pool with a little, um, what do they have, those little plastic things? They, what? Floaties. floaties. That's it. Thank you. I've been there with the floaties, and some of you have too. But you can't go out in the deep by yourself. But the, and, the, and the dirtiest thing about you and the dirtiest thing about me is I think my mind can figure this out. Can I say this? I mean, there's some in the room who know really who I'm talking to. Some say, why is he saying that? I'm saying that because that's where the block is. The blockhead rationality. I've heard great men who are very smart and they, they think and think and think. I heard a 70-year-old and he's very close, very close to the truth of God. I think he's a Christian even. But, but most of what he says is from an intellectual, continual analysis. And there are sons out there who finally, with their brains, break through. All right, here it is. 2 Corinthians 13. We've read this before. We'll go back. If you, you know, if you'll get it, if you'll stay with it, you can live. And you'll live powerfully. Okay? God is not out to hurt you. He has to press you at times, and just living can
can be there. But always remember where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Okay? You're afraid. You, don't, you can couch potato it. You can avoid it. You can find a hundred other things uh, to do. I watched a spy movie for the first time the other day. I'm, I, you know, I, I, I hated Hollywood. I see the trash. I lived up. I grew up on it. But, you know, occasionally, you know, I'm free. I didn't feel like, oh, my God, I watched a movie. That's not the point. You are free. You are free to be the biggest escape artist of the greatest gift of God for years. That's what I tell my grandsons. What do I say to them? You can, you heard me. Go ahead and go to hell. Because that's what they, the, the appeal of the natural world, you know, take it far enough and it's a hell. But you're not going to get away. You are his. He said you're mine. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You must, if you're going to grow, see God as a tender parenting father. If you see him punishing you because you do stupid things, you don't understand God. Okay? There's nothing in the nature of the love of God that will ever terminate you from his presence. But I have felt like he has, have you? Is that right? Sure. Because, because close proximity and fellowship is, is very important. All right. Here it is. Don't have to take all day to get to it. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 13, Since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, which to you word is not weak, but is mighty in you, though he was crucified through weakness. And I, you know, think about that, that I don't know how many hours that, that the Lord uh, Jesus Christ was beaten up, spit upon, ragged around town until he was, had to be just, you know, bleeding and exhausted. Uh, and and when, you, when you think that the Bible says that it pleased God to bruise him. Well, because that bruising let you escape and brought you into a dimension. And he knew because of his foreknowledge and because of the proximity he had with his son that he would be faithful. And he was. And you're free today. Don't let anybody ever think that because that Christ, the Lamb slain, is a multiple gift for you to live in, that somehow they're taking away from the work of the Lord himself. No, no one will ever do that, okay? Even if they're trying, they won't. But it says, though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lives by the power of God, and so do you, so do I. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God. Can you read that with me as I read it again? For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. The power of God 
is toward every living soul on the earth. No one's going to escape that. No one. He's not far from anybody, no matter what the characteristic is. I've actually had to look at the nastiness of some of the woke as much as I hate part of it and say, God, please give me the kind of power that I can love the enemy and pray for him. And I, you know, anybody who knows me, I like to draw a line in the sand. I like conflict. I like war more than peace. And so does some of you. No matter how much you pretend, but God can give that to the likes of any of us. He can make us shalom. He can do that. And that means health. It means peace. It means goodwill. It means uh, quietude, satisfaction, joy beyond anything. And you can live by that power. You can live by that power. Actually, that's the only way you can live. All God has to do is take the breath away. Somebody came up to Buddy and said, Buddy, you better start getting some more people in this. You're old. You're going to go pretty soon. And Buddy says, well, you don't know that you might go before I do. And that was <laughs> pretty close to true at one time. But that's how you live. Now here's a line. Verse 5. Examine yourself. Whether you be in the faith, prove your own self. Let me ask you this. Can you know if you're in the faith? Don't answer right away. Think about it. And I'd like to hear some of you give an answer to that. How do you know you're in the faith? Because it's important. I mean, there's, it's also ridiculous to have the mirror in front of you. I've told you, and it's true. Looking at yourself all the time can, can be a ridiculous paralysis. And the, you know, you've heard me talk about the thousands of girls in Singapore who are doing their hair and looking at their fingernails eternally, thinking it's all about them. And, uh, I, a couple of times, I'm such a wild, crazy guy sometimes. I want to say, girls, would you like to hear something from an American regarding uh, the beauty and the rest of this? And maybe I, I, I even went through there when I was shopping, you know, thinking I'd give a little sermonette, which is real idiocy. But, and I didn't. But. So can you know? How do you know that you trust? How do you know that uh, you've been bought and God says you're mine. How do you know that? What, what are the indications? Because it's vital for you to know that. It's vital for me to know it. Because even within the last seven or eight years, we've made major change in a frame over the grace and the mercy. It, it doesn't end. You can't wear out the goodness of God. You, you try with all your nastiness and he will still deal with you. What are you going to suffer? You'll suffer that you won't grow. And that's painful. 
You know, when somebody says something to you and you're smart inside and you get a visceral twitch and you want to come back with an answer, you haven't grown, Bill. It isn't there yet. You still would like to swing. Do you know my meaning? Do you know there are some things that you will never go back to? That, would that be an indication that you're in the faith? Please, anyone... I, there's no answer that is stupid. There really isn't. We can be silly in that, but how do you know? Because you can know. You can know if you're in the faith. You want, when, when, you're, uh, when you're staring in the face of darkness and you can turn away from it and change your course, then you know you're walking in faith. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to congratulate myself sometimes, <laughs> stupidly, when I just turn away a dessert. You know? Someone says, oh, you'll really like it. You know? and, 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 and the worst thing is when a nice lady says, I made this just for you. Oh, boy. But... You're right. Okay. Anyone else? In that verse, I find it, especially yes. in yes. the uh, Amplified, it says, by an ongoing experience that Jesus Christ is in you. Right. The, the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit is in you, and by that knowledge that you, you're, you're smitten, uh, you, you say something, and I, yesterday, I, you know, Betty and I are our um, uh, strong personality. And, and sometimes there's conflict. Does anybody else in the house have any of that marital conflict that I know so much about? No? Okay, okay. Liar, liar. Okay, but, but the truth is, that's an indicator. Nelson's right. You walk away, and what do you sense? Why did I say it that way? Why couldn't I have shut up? Somebody told me one time, you just, you, you have to give an answer here. And, and I was gonna bite through my lip before I responded. And all that was, was pride. How do you know? You uh, wake up and you, you find that you see a situation or a person differently that you have not been able to see differently and you realize that you didn't do it but you actually right. feel differently you relate differently because the Lord opened your eyes and you're, you know, those are just things where you, you thank God that he allowed, brought a change so that you you don't know how it happened but suddenly you actually right. feel differently about something well and you look at it, I mean I was looking at it last night and these children yeah. I know the kids I, I eat with them, I see them you know, even when I'm sitting here and they're five tables away I know where, you know, the, the, the governorship that's on them and the impossibility of bringing them into a certain harness. Now, when you fail, then you know you can come back. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the reason for mercy is everlasting. Everlasting, you know. And, and see, and it's important for you to understand, when you lose hope, Mercy is not there. Because your hope isn't in you. Your hope is in your, your connected tissue to God himself. You are not just 
in some religious inspirational thing. You are connected to God himself. And of course it's idiotic to run around saying, I'm Christ, I'm Christ. Nobody says that, but you are. You're a part of the intention of God for a family that will grow up to the fullness, you can say sonship, you can say the fullness of Christ, because Jesus has already done that. He, he is not involved in improving anymore. He has canopied at the highest place and stands with Almighty God because God <laughs> was pleased to bruise him, which, you know, you look at that and it looks, it looks hard. But he'll bruise you too, and you, and me, he has. Why? Why would he bruise us? Because if we're not, if we're not walking in the level of the cross, we don't know him. There's no way to grow. You cannot grow without an offering of yourself. Okay? So, let's quicken this thing a little bit. You're, you're either living proof, evidence of God, or you're something else. And I, you know, I, I saw this this morning. You read, you read the, the section there on love, and it's, it's, it's problematic. It is. You know, it doesn't insist on its own way. That's enough. Just that. Because that's what I've done most of my life. And I, I was... <laughs> what? Well, and that's, see, that's what God is after. He, he is after getting rid of the you that isn't Christ. That isn't growing in Christ. So this is... This is why it seems, and, and it is painful at times, it's difficult. Uh, this is why some of the things that I put out there, I mean, <laughs> Reverend Sparks says more about that. He says, you, the individuals who are, he said they're crippled because they just don't trust. They don't believe. Two things are big killers in your life unbelief and unforgiveness big time you must forgive yourself and anybody who tells you oh that's easy it is not easy because you have you have time you have uh, videos on you the enemy brings these things up he tries to jam your circus everything of unity and togetherness and the love of God he hates okay and and sometimes you think, well, God's doing this. No, you're under the judgment of God every day. And he will not give you more than you can take. He'll give you more than you think you can take. I can't take this anymore. I've seen myself get up and said, I'm through. Well, you know. God's got me by the seat of my pants that it's hard for me to keep up and pull me back. Yeah. That's another indication you know you're in the faith. Because you, if you're hard on somebody, you begin to detest that thing in you. Because God detests it. 
because it's not of him. And yes, what does community show you? That you're unloving and self-centered. You like your meal your way when you want it that way. Uh, David and I were laughing. I, I'll try to get the thing for you, but there's a, a Jewish comedian who says, I go in, I sit down, and I tell him, look, I want my eggs. I want them fully done. I want them just right. I want them on the left side of the plate. My bacon has to be here. I, and he goes on and on about what he has to have. And, uh, and we're like that. And we learn to expand and give an intention to love because God helps us do that. He fuels us with that. And we see the incongruity of thinking we're going somewhere when we're still in a captivity to aspirations or something. What we want to be or what happened. All right, uh, let me give you quickly uh, three things that goes on. The cross divides between these because while we come into the way of life by the cross, we only come into the fullness of life by the cross, and that is another thing, a fuller, deeper application of the cross. So the cross makes three categories. One, those not in life. And, and I'm praying for some, somebody shared with me who, and I thought it was so painful for that person to hear uh, somebody not in life, but who knows where they'll be. First category, those not in life. Second category, those in life. Third category, and those in life going on to fullness of life. Because everywhere you look, you see individuals stopping in a double dog gum <laughs> place of thinking that when Everything God says is, come on, come to me, keep coming. You know, the, the staircase that, that Jacob saw ascending and descending came there largely because God insists that we grow. Anyway. I want you to look at uh, the, the, some of the statements. Second Thessalonians 1, very vital. It'll give you the picture about growth. Second Thessalonians 1, it says, Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, and is meet because your faith groweth exceedingly. One of the things I've seen in community is individuals who, whose faith really has grown. Mm -hmm. You see it, you, and that's a, that's a good thing. And you see individuals that were enemies who were her close friends. Can anybody say amen about that? Yeah, we learn. Your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you abounds. Now, in Ephesians 3, I, I just want to touch that the greatest power that you 
have at your disposal. It's with you forever. It, you don't lose it. It may not come, and, and, the, and the power of God is, is not as incisively quick if you're living for yourself. You understand? It's like you wouldn't give your, I, I think I was teasing uh, Miss Keller. I said, you didn't give me a Lamborghini. I just got an old Ford or something. And, uh, but God, I don't think that even at my age, God would give me a Lamborghini because I drive fast, but I don't want anybody else to. What does that tell you? Well, quite a bit. A little bit of shame, but I'm working on it, like anybody else. And here it is in Ephesians 3. I'll jump to, you can look at the whole chapter from 13 on, but I'm going to jump down to verse 16. This is God, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his power in the inner man. Now, all of this stuff you have in your Bibles. You've read in your Bible. You have it there. You say, well, I heard this message once. If it's not gut deep, you don't have it yet. You're still working on it. And some of the things, uh, they come and they come and they come and you still see them as the information, some you got from the story lady at the library. You didn't get them from God. The things that you died to, you and the Holy Spirit, by the love of God and the power in that love. You see, I look around now, and, and I don't know why God ever shoved me into leadership, I'll tell you that. Because people don't wear the right tie bug me. I see polka dots and stripes, and I think, and, and I cannot believe that, that my opinion so governed the, the, the stupid traces and path I've walked. But I can see that God himself works on every flaw. I cannot go past someone with a thought or a look and not say, oh my God, what, what was I thinking? Why was I thinking that? And that's going on with you. Can, can somebody say amen? It's not, this isn't some strange thing. This is an awareness that you're in the faith. You're, that you're being processed. And uh, it's, that's, it should be really you know, good news to you that it's inside you. And, and please, I'm going to say this again, and, and I'm not going to apologize, but, but I have said it a lot, and I trust, you know, certainly the elementary teachers, the parents would write this down, because uh, it, 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 the first thing that you do that takes you out of death is that you say, come into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Okay? Is that right? We sing it. And I remember the little ladies that uh, I like to say God was hunting me down, but he's hunting us all down. And I would walk in my wet barefoot summers 
walk around, and these nice little ladies, they were just so sweet, I mean, really. It's like you'd find them, and they were the grandmother of all time. They had the little felt boards, and they'd put Jesus there, and they'd put a cross there, and the little children were, you know, one of the stories. And uh, they were sitting on the grass, and these nice little ladies, they, they probably weren't, weren't more than 60, but they seemed ancient when you're, you know, nine or 10 or eight. And there they were. And, and this is true. I would look at it, and I would say, oh, isn't that wonderful? Then I'd say, oh, I, I don't have time for that. And that's exactly those, the kind of hunting God has hunted you down. And please, parents, don't worry. When your children can say, I have received the Lord Jesus, well, what you receive is the Holy Spirit that he said, I will send, and he will teach you all things. Some of the things he teaches you aren't pleasant. That you're ugly, you're self-centered, and you want you more than anybody. Me first, you know. I mean, have you noticed when we have uh, like dessert time, who does the hard charge? Well, a couple of us maybe here, but we know, we know that what we want, we know the, the kind of people we are, and only God can bring us to a place where, what was it you said? You can turn away, say it again. Yeah, you can see by the power of God something you love. You can turn away from something that you have affection for. You know, I have I have been with men who who were in a, an adulterous relationship with beautiful wives, and the guys who say, "I just I just can't live without her." I just get, and they were talking about the the new woman they had picked up. And, the, and forgetting the wife and the children they had, and the wife was gorgeous and everything, and this other girl, you know, like, you're kind of double-dog stupid boy, but you can't say that, because they, they were attached. It was a fix. They wanted out, and only God can extricate you from the things that you have been welded to by Satan himself. That's why you want to be careful who you run with. All right. Here it is. Verse 12 of Ephesians 3. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. The children need to hear that. That Christ might dwell in your hearts by faith. Okay? Can... Is it, did I, okay, I'm sorry, I can't see without my glasses. Let's say it together. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. In other words, you trust when you've done business with God. And I, I love to talk about, uh, uh, you know, our sister uh, uh, from Eagles Ridge and, and, uh, and I, and I saw your uh, potential son-in-law last night. Uh, he came in and said, hello, Bill, how are you? Friendly guy. And, and the conversion that was so real. There are conversions.
it kind of take over the room because you, you see the line of demarcation, the cutoff period where that child or that individual will never ever be the same again because they've done business with the Holy Spirit and Christ is inside. Okay? Can we say it again? That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. It's one of the most important ones in, in, the, in the New Testament for us, for, certainly for the children and for me and you, because it's in the context of the inner man. If Christ isn't there, you, won't, you don't have an inner man. You're dead. And you're past feeling. And even with Christ, there is a kind of a, a hardening that can happen if something is not going on in your life. What is the most important thing that goes on in your life once you receive Christ? That's true. Can we be more specific? The most important thing is that you offer yourself as a sacrifice. If you assert that you're a son, prove it. Prove it. How do you prove it? By saying it isn't. I can't do this. This didn't come from me. It came from God. And that, that is a vital, vital thing. Because when Paul says, I beseech you, but I beg you, give yourself. And if you don't give yourself, it's because you're still more in love with you than you are God. And I don't think there's anybody in the room that can say, I love God more than I love me. But we're on our way to that. Would you say that's right? I, could, I would not say, well, I know I love God more than me. I haven't proven it yet. I'm still in process. And it doesn't make any difference. He's not going to cast me away, even if I just sit and get calluses on my backside because I don't want to. And I hear that. I hear it from the, the most righteous man who says, go away, go away. I don't want to live forever. <coughs> well, he's, we say stupid things in the midst of attention, do we not? You're a son of God, it's not going to change. Uh, yeah, my, my, my watch thought I fell there when I spoke so loud. No, I'm okay. It's just it's no way. All right. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you're being rooted and grounded. See, are you rooted and grounded in love? Are you? Huh? Go ahead. This is a $900 watch. My wife threatens to break it. But, it is a lifesaver. What if I had fallen? I'm old, I could fall and die right here in front of you. Some of you say, please, help me. Anyway. Uh, aside from that, can I just say something? Sure, sure. It's rooted and grounded in the world. Last night, so <laughs> watching the students, yeah. I was so touched by the fact, first of all, 
How many of you have a hard time saying I love you to a peer? They're not going to raise their hands. Well, I know you do, but very few are able to really say it. But I was so impressed. I hate to name names because every single one of them are strong, but I'm just talking about this one issue. When Alex and our other brother Carson? No, not Carson, it says I love to Jackson. I thought of what is before us, and I haven't said a lot about it, and I don't intend to, because we, the adults here read, and they know that uh, America is, is in very, very perilous times, and, and Christians are targets. So we do not know what's ahead, but we do know who is ahead of all things and it's the it's the one who is building a kingdom of love that you're a part of and he will never leave you nor forsake you and one of these things i thought of, you know what am i going to say people come to us and uh and, and and luke 21 let's start with 12 it's kind of a frightening area but anyway <coughs> But therefore, all these things, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and in the prisons, being brought before kings and rulers uh, for my name's sake, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. And, I, and the next thing is kind of where I am. I like to have some idea of where I'm going when I'm speaking. And it's only been over the years that some things have been inside and I don't need the notes all the time, but I need to have some idea if I'm gonna you know, quote something. But settle it in your hearts not to meditate before. What will you answer? What will you answer to those that have the power of destructing, destroying, or hurting those that you love? I think about that. And I, and I, and I think about the young children and you can't live here and see them running around and waving at you and then speaking and, uh, and shaking hands and then growing up and driving you in the boat and then you, you look around and they're 
they're saying, I promised before God and all these witnesses to love her, you know, and you've seen them as a swollen thing in their mother's belly. And, and, and if you live through those things, they, they begin to get a hold of you, but I'm thankful. And I, I want you to know today, settle it in your hearts. Settle it in your hearts now. I love it. <laughs> Not to meditate before what you shall answer. For I will give you a mouth. <clears throat> That's what he said to Moses. I will give you a mouth and wisdom which your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay. In other words, beat you with it. And, and then the next word is resist. They will not be able to resist what God will put in your head when you are in a proximity and a love relationship that has grown and, and you are beginning to show in your heart that you know him and you love him. And you love him in spite of what might happen to you for that love relationship. That is what you have to move to. That's where you're going. That's where some of you are already working because you're honest enough to tell God, God, I've been in love with me. Lord King, help me to break up this self thing uh, of myself. And you shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinfolks and friends and some of you they will cause to be put to death. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. And hear this. You know what it says? But not a hair of your head. Well, I thought, well, what do you mean? They can kill you. They can burn you. They burn people at stake. They're Multitudes. Well, somehow God has the capacity to bring you up out of whatever fire that the enemy has for you. And you'll still have hair. And it won't be burned off your head. And in closing, let me say this. And I, and I thought I had it printed, but I can quote it. You are kept. You are kept by the power of God, because you believe in it. And the power of, of that keeping is God's love for you. Right. And you have that. Please understand, the power of God's love is being directed to you every day. And tune in, tune in. I mean, you're looking at the, I mean, Karen was right. I'm coming in there to see if you know what you're doing. And she knows that I would say, Karen, yeah, that was kind of fun. But it was more than fun. It was God himself bringing some, I mean, we do not have the most well-behaved little darlings on the planet. We have kids who really want to do what they want to do when they want to do it. But, but, but you were proving it by your love and the definitive answer you gave them that they could listen and really express. I mean, it, it was a genuine experience for all of it, was it not? Yes. Well, some of that's just play acting. 
but you have been called to be the real deal. Somebody said that to me. They said it about me, and I, I was so embarrassed because when they said it, I was such a disgrace. Bad day at Black Rock. And I, I went back, and, and I, I cried out to God for that time. But remember, God says you're a son. God says that you're his. What he purchased, he doesn't trade off. You're not going to get away. And some of you will try. You know, mothers, don't worry about them. They'll be back. You'll see them. People out there you thought you'd never see again, there they are. I had guys say, if Bill Greer goes up to a camp and stays in Alaska as, as some Christian group, I'll go there, I promise you. Right now, a close friend of mine, uh, he did come up, Gary Vincent. And uh, you don't know what God can do with you. you have, some of you haven't let him do it yet. Don't say amen to that. But the beauty of what you see is God's care. Bow your heads. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we live by the power of your love that's inside. And we've been ashamed that, that we haven't been good evidence. Uh, we've been thrown out of court by the world individuals, but not by you. God, help us to gain our souls by staying under and trusting you with all our hearts. Be with us today and tomorrow and all the tomorrows. We thank you for the, the little children who trust us. God, let the fiber of your great love be rooted, rooted and grounded like the sequoias, you know, like the redwoods deep in the earth that nothing can repel us from loving you with all our hearts for Jesus' sake. We can't do this without you, great one. Amen.